Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes and with me on our Tuesday, um, the terrific Tuesday trifecta is <laughs> Jansen Mizrak and Peter Lineweber. Guys, welcome back from spring break. Thank you. Thank you. A couple weeks off. Yeah. Just one week. Just one? <laughs> yep. Well, it's two weeks off for Pete because last week we had you. You joined uh, right. Peter Donahue mm-hmm. and I, which is a fantastic episode. You should yeah, go back fun. and listen to that. That was a good episode. Um, if you... You know, need something to listen to. Um, today, we are here with our three topics, or three, three. what are they? Cat- segments. Segments. That's called in the radio, segments. Um, the first is the big golf story of the week. The second is something that fascinated us. And third is the question of the week. So first, um, by, we, by vote, uh, the number one story mm-hmm. of the week is Jordan Spieth is back in the winner's circle after he won the Texas Valero Open. Um, beating you know some big names: Charlie Hoffman, Matt Wallace, Brant Snedeker was getting a lot of coverage, uh, but Spieth uh, came through. What do you guys think about that? Hit the air horn button. <laughs> <laughs> Huge! The Texan awesome. native coming back, getting out of the drought, back in the winner's circle. Trusted the process. Didn't pull the Lydia Co. Did not switch coaches. Did not switch caddies, which I think everybody was asking for a switch somewhere. Of some, you know what the heck's going to go on, but consistency stayed stayed with it. Yeah, I feel like it was a it was only a matter of time before he won. I mean, with his finishes this season, he looked good. He finished um, top four, I think, four of his last five tournaments, including Pebble, um, and then obviously this week, but. Definitely a culmination of a lot, and I think gets people excited for, for the Masters this week. It's kind of wild to see this comeback of his. I, I, I don't think we can really call it a comeback, but... He won the Texas Valero Open. E- exactly. But he's definitely trending in a positive direction, but he was... he was, And we had talked about this, I think... Uh, well, I think we talked about it on a couple pods ago where I was, like, fascinated by his par three mm-hmm. play or whatever, just, mm-hmm. like, holing out and then three putting yeah. and just, like, all this crazy stuff. And he was so electric with all these like highlights and hole outs and scrambling to get into contention. and was like, well, that's not sustainable, but you go back and look at his scorecards from this last weekend. And I like, I, there were no double bogeys. Um, it was just a couple bogeys. He made like 25 birdies, like the most in the field throughout the week. I think that might've actually been more by the end of it. So maybe closer to like 27, 28 birdies in 72 holes. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah. really good golf. And it's, cons- and it was more consistent golf. Yeah. So, and he, he had a couple bad swings here and there. I know some of his drives were fairly errant uh, on Sunday and Saturday, but like they, he didn't let that ruin the hole or ruin the round or anything like that. So that shows um, some determination from him. So that yeah. was good to watch. I think Tiger also, speaking of comebacks, I think Tiger's ruined all future comebacks for everybody because now we just, exper- two years ago, we experienced mm-hmm. something so high that it's like, yeah, t- well, it's uh, just the tiger effect again. Right. right? Yeah. Speed winning the Valero Texas Open doesn't feel as 
as uh, amazing as that that Masters a couple of years ago did. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch on Sunday. <laughs> um, I saw that he was up by a few, and it's like, okay, that's enough to me. Spieth is just more interesting when when he is on the verge of greatness, but you know, flies too close to the sun. So you think that that bit. like just prior to winning is the best Spieth? Like, yeah. Not actually, the, yeah. Fail, the like speed. failing speed, but but not 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 <laughs> verge horrible speed on the verge, speed, but like good speed that fails is the most interesting speed. Like hitting the water at the Masters when he shot like sixty three on the final round of the Masters that Patrick Reed won and yeah. lost by a shot. Yeah. It was like make he like made that putt on sixteen. He like turns to Michael Grell. He's like, "What's going on?" Like that is. <laughs> Uh, that Spieth, is exciting. Spieth yeah. at the British <clears throat> Open, even though he won, but like the one where he hit it onto the driving range and literally like he hits it and like before he even completes his backswing, he like has both hands on his head because he just like <laughs> has blasted one right <laughs> for like the fourth hole in the row. That is the Spieth that I'm excited about. Yeah. yeah. When he wins, it's like, all right, cool. It's the Spieth where he absolutely like cannot even believe how he grinds out a bogey. Yeah. Or he does actually make a double, yeah. and and then he birdies three holes in a row, and yeah. then he does it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> like but he does it, but then he just like it's so scrambling. stressed out and talking. He's like mm-hmm. towel, Michael towel, and he's like reaching <laughs> and then, like wiping off his hands, and he just always calls Caddy Michael, and it's like so. I don't know. There's a video from I think Saturday or Sunday this week where Michael hands him a water bottle, and like if you just watch how he drinks it, he just like. It's almost like it just sucks it down into his throat. And it's just like uh, he's either really stressed out or he's like super thirsty <laughs> or both. I don't know. But he like grabs the, the, the bottle from Michael and just super uh, yeah. fidgety. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. I think he is. I think not quite there. Spieth is the most exciting golfer to watch right now. I think him yeah. and Bryson probably. Bryson is not exciting to watch. Exciting to watch what could happen, not like the actual golf itself, like him, his meltdowns or his his just like, oh, I'm going to try to drive a par five. That type of stuff is just so preposterous to me that it is exciting. But I don't think his golf itself. I like the, I like the golf. I would actually go a little different route maybe to what you're talking about. But like I like the golf that Bryson plays. Like the shots are cool. Like yeah. Those, that's fascinating. But the hype behind all of it is yeah. like it's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting really old. Agreed. Like the media, you know blowing mm-hmm. it out of proportion and and then him well he's just eating it up too he's like he loves it oh yeah guys check this out <laughs> i'm i'm swinging so hard i'm on the verge of blackout like <laughs> dude what are you talking about you and i were just talking uh before we, we started recording uh, there's a video of bryson on the range from yesterday andy i don't know if you saw this but uh vj singh is standing right yeah. behind him just kind of nonchalantly holding his driver in a very uh cool way that that vj is and bryson's sitting there just absolutely ripping drivers back to back to back to back like no time in like between a, yeah he's doing like a speed drill so yeah. it's like five seconds boom five seconds boom it's like is that do you think that's for the content or do you think you actually think that that's helping him because i can't think of what the reason is that you would do that like you're not on the golf course hitting that many drives it's probably for speed training i don't know you could ask jansen you know those ropes and stuff like <laughs> i mean i i know, think it is i think yeah. it does serve a purpose but it's like dude why I don't. You think swing it? Yeah, swing okay, That was one minute. That was matter. one minute on Bryson. Can can we move on? Yeah, let's on? move on. Yeah. Okay. Please. Thank you. Um, anything else about Jordan Spieth? 
I just I'm thrilled that he's trending in the right direction. He's one of my favorite golfers. So it's no, you've it's, got the shirt. You got a t shirt. Uh yeah, I I think I'm gonna wear it on Thursday to nice. um you know give some good vibes yeah. going into Masters Masters Week. Might even put some money on him this week. Who knows? Oh, don't do it. Why? When's the last time people win to like two tournaments in a row? Tiger. I I don't think I'm gonna bet for him to win, but I'm thinking the top ten is a pretty good bet. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of hype. I mean, there's only like 77 players in the field, so like top 10 isn't crazy to, to assume that he'll get that. And it's he plays well there. It's his, it's his spirit course. He, I agree. He does play well, but regard, if you take Spieth out of it, there's just every year there's these storylines of like, wow, this mm. guy, he's trending in the right direction. He's like, this course is perfect for him. Then you turn on the TV and it's like, he, like Bryson last year, like is it <laughs> Dustin perfect fell down the stairs? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But like Bryson, everyone was like, he is gonna win and he's gonna break oh, Augusta, yeah. and then he makes like a couple triple bogeys and he doesn't win. So mm-hmm. like, the it just seems rare that anyone's ever like the guy to beat going into it like actually like keeps it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have some more on Spieth, but I'll save that for what we're fascinated in, so we can move on. All right. Moving on. Something that fascinated you past week. Mm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. So uh, <laughs> last night we uh, had a group group chat going between uh, uh, all of us. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the topic spirit course came up a little bit um, mm-hmm. of a course that we maybe want to go try and visit or, or one that just gets us excited. Mm-hmm. Um Certainly, the Valero Texas Open course does not get me excited, but um, some of the courses on the Trackman do, and one of them is called the Reserve at Moonlight or Moonlit Bay or Basin. I think it's Moonlight Basin. Moonlight Basin. Yeah, yeah it's this course in Montana that's like elevated at eight thousand feet. It's incredible. Our even our travel league kids here at the academy can hit their drives four hundred yards on some of these holes. It is amazing. Uh, it is fascinating. It's truly fascinating. But what fascinated me most was this video that Andy shared with us. Um, uh, it was like a marketing mm-hmm. video, I think, of uh, for this course. And I swore that it was a pure Michigan commercial, <laughs> and then it actually flipped the script, and it was. Um, it was something for this for this moonlit yeah. basin course, and I just pure thought, Montana, pure Montana, <laughs> and I thought that this little this really cheesy montage of this like the guy who looks like he's probably the head pro there or like the second assistant, <laughs> you know, is like, like picking take, up the grass. You know, it's just like these close up shots of the club hitting the ball and the tee going, and this titleist driver going back, and it's like, um, can you show the course? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's like. The light, the air, the mountains—it's crisp. Nothing beats this, and then it—and then it finally shows the course yeah. after this like cheesy. Again, it was a very fascinating marketing strategy, but um, yeah, I can't wait to go road trip out there and, yeah. and go check it out. If I made the video, I would have showed a little bit more of the course than as and less of the guy picking up the grass and dropping it in the air to see where the wind's going. I would probably show yeah. more of the holes, but that's just me. Still looked very cool. I watched it without sound first, and I wouldn't recommend it because it was just weird for the first 30 <laughs> seconds, but <laughs> cool video nonetheless. Great. That's all that yeah. fascinated yeah. me. I, I know I know awesome. it's not much, but I thought it was hilarious, mm-hmm. the, this um, this commercial of this like amazing course, a course that is prestigious enough to be on this track, man, I guess. It is amazing. How far away, how long of a drive was it? 
24 hours. Yeah, I think that's too far for me. I don't <laughs> think I can do it. I don't think I could road trip yeah. that far either. I'm like, uh, plane tickets are sounding like a better option yeah. right well, now. Well, and it's private. We might not be able to get on. So, yeah. Is it private? Yeah. Mm. I guess we'd have to find out ahead of time. If we I thought it was on. a resort. I think I think you can stay and play or do something like that. Maybe. I'll pull my PGA card. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have one. Like, can you get guests in on your PGA yeah, card? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Well, All right. I'm sure they'll accommodate. Yeah. Let's just get it in writing. <laughs> Before we drive. Play. Guys, yeah. we just drove 24 hours to go play your golf course. Sorry. Oh, it's private. No. You can't no, play you here. You can play, though. Like, you would play, and we would just sit at the yeah. gates waiting. You could be my Sherpas on that course. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Pete, what do you got of your uh, speech? Um, so for those of you that were watching yesterday, uh, or Sunday, excuse me, um, when Spieth won on 18, he it's a long par 5. Um I think it's like 590 or something like that. He hits a really good drive. He's in the middle of the fairway. I think he's got 275 to the pin. Um, he's up by two at this point. Charlie Hoffman's in the fairway as well. He's going to go for the green because he needs to make eagle, or at least that's what um, it seemed like. And so Spieth, first thing he does is he grabs his three-wood out of the bag, and he looks at his caddy, Michael, and says, do you think this brings in a bogey? Like, do you think three-wood brings bogey into play? And it was so perfect, like the timing of Michael Greller. He just sat there in silence for about three or four seconds and just like, no. And then Spieth, on his own, is like, oh, you're right, it's eight iron. And like grabs his eight iron. And it's just like, I was thinking to myself, like if you're a caddy, at that point you're no longer a caddy, you're a therapist. Like, do you think he thought so far ahead, Michael, in that like I'm not going to say yes so that if he does hit three wood now he's has some doubt in his mind but i'm also gonna say no so that he thinks to himself and figures out on his own that he can't hit three wood so i'm interested to hear your guys takes on on what why he said no basically because obviously it brings bogey into play there's water all over the place if he hits it off the heel and hits a little heel cut and goes in the water now he's got to make a pretty good six to stay in it basically so i don't know i thought that was interesting he kind of figured it out on his own but i'd love to hear your guys takes it's all he did was say no, and then he said nothing he just else. Switched clubs. He just said no, and then Spieth was like, "Okay, I'm gonna grab the eight iron." Oh, I don't know, man. I yeah, I, but I, that's the relationship they have. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael will. He says like just like he probably says two words for every ten thousand that Spieth says. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're you're right. They're walking down the fairway, and Michael's like, or excuse me, Jordan's like. Michael, oh, this was what I was trying to do. This is what I thought I was going to do. This is what I was thinking. This was what I was feeling. And what do you think about this? And Michael's like, yeah, we'll think about that for next time. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. It's like, oh, my God. This yeah. story is just crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think him saying no, I got, yeah, there's got to be some psychological kind of mm-hmm. strategy going on there, right? You would think. I think so. To but. say, like, hey, if you do pull it, like, I'm okay with it instead of, like, forcing you in this layup where yeah. you might think that I'm trying to make you more conservative because I just want you to win this tournament. And mm-hmm. so, again, I didn't see the hole, so I don't really know what the strategy kind of looks like. Yeah. I, I forget what that hole looks How like. How far away was he? 275 pin, 250 mm-hmm. carry or something to carry the front of the green. So it wasn't... It's pretty easy for them. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's doable. Pretty, well, it's pretty stuck. But it was like... It's the it's the time, like the tournament being on the line. Like you still got to make an, you have to make five. Otherwise, Charlie Hoffman has got a good chance to tie you and go to a playoff. So 
maybe, I mean, the day before Spieth hit a three-wood to, like, 20 feet, maybe Michael's thinking to himself, like, if he wants to hit three-wood, I got to be half his back so that he doesn't have that doubt because um, it is his ultimate decision as far as what he hits. And he ended up, like, pulling, pull hooking an eight iron into, like, the rough left. So it yeah. wasn't like, I don't and know. And then he had, what, like, pitching wedge in? Yeah, it was an easy par. He knocked a wedge on the green, two putt par. I think the play was probably to do that and lay up anyways. Because if you if you go back and watch his uh, highlights from the day, like he had some remarkable wedge shots, mm-hmm. and like three or four of them were all within sixty five to eighty yards. Like mm-hmm. he had seventy seven yards, uh, tw- uh, like twice, and then he had like another sixty five yarder, uh, where he's hitting these just like these perfect wedge shots into the you know these partial little wedge shots into the hole. So it's why not play to that strength of the day that you're already, yeah. You're comfortable hitting something yeah. like and that. I mean, so. Even if he hits eight iron, then he has pitching wedge in. Like, it's not like he would ever chunk that into the water in contention and then completely lose the tournament. Right. I think it was a no-brainer that you pull an iron there. Wait, and no, you I'm lay just up. kidding because he, did he actually has done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you got me there. You got me there. Yeah. So. I think it was a no-brainer that he that he pulled eight iron, but. I don't know why he even pulled three wood in the first place, but I just I just kind of loved him and Michael's brief brief conversation about the club. It's great. I wish I, I wish I had watched. I, I can't comment. Got to be out any there further. somewhere. We'll go. We'll find yeah. it. Find it. I'd like to listen back to it too. See what right. the hole looks like. What All right. What's you, yours? Yeah. What were you fascinated in? Oh, I forgot two. First, Patty Tavatonikit. Pretty good. She won the ANA Inspiration on the LPGA Tour by a lot. Like, comfortable. That's a major, if you didn't know. Palm Springs? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so, yeah. That's that's like their major that's at the same course every year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's the one with the wall last year oh. behind 18 yeah, that people were throwing a fit about. And they get the jump in the water afterwards. Yeah, yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. All right. Sorry, well, She just, like, never stumbled at all on Sunday. Like she had every shot. I watched way more of that than it was a clinic. Yeah, it was really good. Um but she is she works with these two coaches, Pia Nilsson and Lynn Marriott, who have Vision fifty four in mm. Arizona and which is like a golf school and they also write books about like mindfulness and approach to the game and stuff like that. And they they texted her so I, I don't know which one, which one of the coaches, whether it was Pia or Lynn, texted her the morning before her final round. And that's what they said to her. They said, reality check. You don't know if you're going to win or not today. And she had like a six-stroke lead. Um, you can play good and not win, and you can play so-so and still win. You do, not, you do want to make yourself proud by taking the best actions possible to manage yourself and your game plan. Okay, that was their advice. And, and her... Her response was, I agree. No matter what happens today, my core values are, number one, my parents will be proud of me and still love me no matter what. Number two, I'm already so proud of myself to be able to play good these last three days and just be a better player already since last year. Number three, I'm still going to be the same Patty who appreciates the love and care from the people that matter to Patty's life. Number four, at the end of the day, there's always room for improvement, and I won't stop trying to be or get better. Talk about some perspective. Seriously. Good Lord. Yeah. So I thought that was fascinating perspective going to the final round, that she was somehow at a place where she was okay 
with basically whatever the outcome was mm -hmm. because she had like figured out, you know, perspective or context or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think sometimes I, I guess more, the more I, you know, read about these people and stuff like lean more and more towards like their approach to mental game. There's like approach to mental game. I think that they have, and then there's like another one of like, this would be an oversimplification, but like it's one of like, Golf is so scary, and so you need to do all of these strategies and all these steps, like when you're out there, to be able to focus. Mm. But then hers seems to be like, "Hey, actually, like everything is fine. So, like, why would I have to be worried about golf? You know what I mean? Do you mm -hmm. see those like two differences? Yeah. And uh, I don't like George Gankus teaches a similar one of like he's like if you're e he's like people who get nervous out there, it's like their ego is in the way. They're afraid to look bad. They're afraid. Uh, or they like really want to play good or they're too afraid of like a bad outcome. But if like you can find a way to let that go and not be so worried about it, then you can actually be freed up to, to like hit the ball. Sure. Yeah. So he, he like even has some of his players, like when they're practicing on their, that crowded range that he teaches on, he has them like hit shanks on purpose and try to just like act cool about it. Um, as just a way of like, Hey, mess, like don't be afraid to mess up. And I think that's like a really interesting way to, I don't know, to think about it. an important way to, to think about golf. No, I, I like what you said about that. Cause I agree. Of, of I think there is, um, I'm just kind of thinking how I want to say this, but I think there is a, a strategy that people try to market or get people to do. And you're exactly right. It's like, if, uh, yeah, golf is very scary. Or if you find yourself in this situation, or if you struggle with these things, here are the five steps that you need to do. And it's like, God, for 1999, you know, yeah. and, and so, uh, I, that could, that could work for other, some people, course, you know, sure. cause I think there's a very, you know, we work with people, especially some of our adult students, um, are very analytical. And so they need these procedures that they, or they want to be told do this, this, and this, or, you know, this is your procedure. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I really approach it from much more laid back perspective because it's a game. Mm -hmm. It's a game at the end of the day. I agree with both of you guys. I do think that I don't know if if the nerves thing is I completely agree with. I think that being nervous can be a good thing if you because like of course she was nervous. I'm yeah. gonna assume that she was oh, nervous. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> this is something she's been working toward her whole life. Yeah. So many people have helped her out to get to that position. Mm -hmm. Of course you're gonna be nervous. But I liked her thoughts and her coach's thoughts about like not making it seem like it's the only thing in her life that matters like when she my mom always said this to me um third time i know shout out third time Weber. shout out Let's my go. mom <laughs> she always said this to me like before a tournament um and my mom's not a golfer but she said she's like you're gonna come home regardless and you're gonna sleep in your bed at night and you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and you're still gonna love golf and even if you don't that's totally okay but like these things they matter to you right now in the moment but in five years, 10 years, 15 years, this isn't going to be the end all be all of who you are as a person. And I always at first was like, yeah, mom, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what I want to do. And then eventually as I got older, I started to realize like she was right. But back to the nerves thing, I think that means you care. I know that means you care. Tiger always said that he's like, of course I'm nervous. Like Jack Nichols talks about being on the first tee. Every first tee he's ever been on, he's been super nervous. Like, I could shank this ball, or I could chunk this ball, or I could top it, or whatever. But then you stripe that first ball down the fairway, and you're like, okay, yeah. I I'm okay. I'm fine. But, yes, I like the that perspective a lot. I think that takes – how old is she, Patty? Do you know? 21. Wow. Well, 
it's even more impressive that a 21 year old is able to have that um, perspective prior to the final round of a major that she's leading by six. So very, very impressed. Mm-hmm. I have a follow up, but like you, I'll, I'll save it for the question of the week. Okay. I have a tie, I have a segue because my other, I guess this is all related. This is a, a segue to the segue. Um, have you guys seen the movies Mighty Ducks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, okay, I you know, know what, what the are. movie is. Yeah, all right. yeah. From Minnesota, <laughs> hockey, Great kids films. playing hockey. Um, basically, you know, it came out in the 90s. It's this, this guy, Gordon Bombay, who's like a hotshot lawyer, and he gets, uh, he used to play hockey back in the day, but he, he gets like arrested for drunk driving, which I'm like thinking back, like that's pretty serious, like thing to have in a kids movie <laughs> to start out a Disney yeah. movie nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like gets arrested for drunk driving and then he has to do community service and his community service is like working with this like ragtag team of 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 like the misfits but turn they turn to the mighty ducks mm-hmm. the hockey team and so and he leads them and they end up like winning and then the next d2 the mighty ducks they somehow their team is selected to like represent team usa like b team usa in the, the goodwill <laughs> games or something and they go play iceland and wow. so then they win that. And then the year after that, they go like as a team to this like prep school and become the um, somehow like the JV team. But like they're all the JV team. It's not like they went there and like tried out for varsity. It's like they're the JV team. Then like the varsity team is there. And at the end of the, ma- at the, end of the movie, they like play a game. And it's like whatever team wins gets to be varsity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they, of course they win. But um, it, on Disney Plus, there is a new series called Mighty Duck Game Changers <laughs> that is wow. Do you do you know about this, Pete? No, I don't. Yeah, so it's like a continu- It's it's like you know twenty years in the yeah. future, like after these movies, these movies have happened, and it's about this kid who plays like the Ducks are this powerhouse team right now. They've won ten state championships. Um, they're super serious. They're like very intense about everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid. He's 12 and he's like, he's on the ducks, but in the first episode he gets cut and like the coach tells him, the coach is like, if you're not great at hockey at this age, like why even, like don't even bother, like don't even bother playing if you're not even great. Yeah. And so, so the mom like gets upset, you know, single, single mother and, and she gets upset. And so she's like, we just, we can start our own team. Uh, Oh, cause she's like, she's like, it's 12. Like kids, like kids should have fun. Like there's a kid there like on the team who, who's parents are watching the practice but also like they have uh, the kids like trainer is there and then the <laughs> kids like mental coach is there <laughs> like they're making a joke about like how serious like yeah. some people have have taken children's sports um then they um i guess this is more for pete because you haven't seen the movies but they um she's like we're gonna start our own team and it's like all right like well you need an ice rink so like they have to find an ice rink and no place will let them you know ice times are real tough to get and sure. so um they find this old abandoned it's not abandoned but it's like really run down ice rink like just for like free skating there's a bunch of signs that say like no hockey everywhere and she's like oh i wonder like maybe we could get some ice time here because it seems like no one else is here and so she looks around and like in the back in the dark is like the owner of the ice rink and it's it's none other than gordon bombay <laughs> Emilio Estevez. <laughs> So he's like he's gonna be back. Like they need a coach, but he's currently saying no. Like he's not gonna coach. He hates hockey now. But you know he's a star. Have you seen this this series on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, both episodes. Yeah, they release one episode a week. <laughs> um, wow, it's incredible. Yeah, it's really. You good. recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But it 
it's like kind of tying into a little bit what like sometimes it's just like really made me think about i guess my own like coaching and approach to golf like at at some point like a 12 year old just like needs to have fun playing something and Mm -hmm. not like be taken so seriously it's not their job yeah like it's not their job and so it's just uh, and that kind of made me think like what's what's the balance between um for some you know i have some kids like multiple kids who are like super who get really 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 mad at themselves when they play and they're like 10 11 um it's like you're they you know they just think every shot's going to be easy and they never live up to their expectations and so at on one hand i try to think of like strategies like hey here's like three steps that you can think of you know before each shot and after each shot that will help you like stay calm but it hasn't like worked a ton because they're like they're 10 like you don't that's like an adult mental strategy and i'm trying to make a 10 year old do it and it doesn't really work and then um but that should it just be or is it just like hey golf's supposed to be really fun so like try to make this as fun as possible and then like their skills also improve as well um i don't know i think that's the end what i have to say about that but that was interesting i'll have to check that show out what's it called mighty ducks game changers game changers wow yeah if you told me that with no context i would assume that it's just an absolutely terrible tv show it's incredible but (laughs) but i'm I'm glad i got your your go ahead for it yeah um oh yeah okay so then so now i remember where i'm going with this um uh I one of the things we've done in our M three sixty class, like identify like what have the kids like identify like what they love about golf. Okay. So that's like similar I think to like what Patty was doing um before that tournament where she's like, here are the things that I am gonna you know I'm gonna count on at you know, during this round, regardless of what happens. And um but like so like one of my students I asked ended up asking him what he wrote when we did a playing lesson and it he it was in the middle of him like kind of really not playing well at all and like not having a very good time out there at all and i asked like what do you what do you like about golf and he, the three things he wrote down were i like playing with my dad i like being outside and i like playing well and so i was like okay well I, it makes sense why you're having a meltdown right now because your dad's not here uh the weather is horrible and you're playing horrible so of course <laughs> like you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get upset your three like core values yeah, like are yeah. gone. none of them are going your way none of them so, are going your way yeah. and so that brings us to, to my question of the week that I texted you guys about last night of like, what are the constants of golf or like, what are some con- like things that people could love about golf or appreciate about golf that will be true, I guess, for all time? <laughs> well, it's like uh, what, what um, Miss Lina Weber said is like, <laughs> you'll, you'll always come home afterwards, you know? So like, the round is always going to happen, right? You're always going to go play holes. Mm-hmm. And so regardless if you play your best 18 holes or you play six holes and there's a lightning strike and, you know, you have to go get a rain check, like you got to go play some golf. And uh, so I think that's a constant of like be, having the opportunity to just go play the game in general. I think that's, you can look at that in a pretty positive light. Um, or, hey, maybe you play 54, you play from sun up to sundown, right? Like that'd be cool. Um, I'll pass it off to somebody else but while I think of more but that was the I, first thing that came to mind yeah I agree with that I, I think that 
anything I say here, I feel like that you, you're going to find a hole in like that it's not true all the time because I don't know how many like true, true constants there are all around except for the fact that you tee a ball up and get try to get it in the hole. That's really the, the main objective of the sport. But um, personally, if the things I love about golf are the, the meditation side of it and just like maybe not meditation isn't the right word, but like the um, being one with your thoughts, whether it's thoughts about your shots or just thoughts in general. Um, I love playing golf by myself. I know some people don't like that. Um, I love playing golf with friends and family too, but I do really, really enjoy playing by myself because I can just turn my phone off. Um, I can be outside rain or snow or sunshine. I love all three of them. I mean, I love some other or some more than the others, but, um, I think being one with your thoughts is something that we don't do very often nowadays with TV, computers, uh, iPhones, whatever. We're looking at a screen all the time so like being outside away from screens and just with by yourself with your own thoughts i think is one of my favorite parts of the game and i think that is a constant at least for most people would you agree with that absolutely yeah i love that that's a great i do see people take their phones out night like i'm like why are you doing that or yeah I mean, I'm guessing you don't play music on the course. Sometimes I'll I'll listen to it like through headphones, but I'm not like I turn my phone on airplane mode so I don't get any calls or texts or anything like that. But um, either that or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Regard even if you're, I mean, if you're playing bad, do you are you still one with your thoughts? Yeah, I'm one with some not so great thoughts sometimes, but I'm either way, I'm I'm one with my so it's thoughts. It's like the, the pace of it. Yeah, and even when I am playing bad, like if I'm playing by myself and there's not many people out there, I'll throw down a couple balls and hit a couple shots. It's not. I'm usually not like keeping a score when I'm by myself. I'm usually just out there to get some exercise, uh, be outside, swing the club. So how does that how does that differ from like if you just went on a walk for like two hours without your phone? It's pretty similar, but the biggest difference is that you're actually doing something that you love to do. I love to play golf. So adding that, I love going for walks too. I, my, my girlfriend, Kate and I go for walks all the time. Um, I love that. I love just being outside and talking to somebody about random things, but even being by myself walking around, I like that too. But when you add in the golf factor, I think it enhances it a little bit for me. Oh yeah. Cause I was going to say, I don't think they're, I don't think they're similar at all because in golf you're, you're constantly like being challenged by something. Your like mind is like forced mm-hmm. to do things. Yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're always engaged. You're engaged. Yeah. Like you're having like every hole. It's either like on, on a certain level like a success or a failure, or like sometimes like multiple successes in a row. Like sometimes you feel like very in control and like in tune with your body, and sometimes you don't. And so it's like you get an opportunity to like be you know be one or be alone or just like explore like like into who you are as yeah. a person. Yeah, they're not super similar. I think on the surface, like yeah. you are going out for a walk yeah. in the park uh-huh. per se. Um, but yes, there's a definitely, there's a huge difference in that. Like you're constantly thinking about something related to the task at hand. Yeah. And so if you think of, if you approach it as like, oh, I'm going to see, so I guess one way I see it is like, see where I'm like, see how I can, where I'm at today. Like mm-hmm. with things like whether it's playing good or playing bad, it's like, how, how do you respond to that? Like, can mm-hmm. you, um, yeah. Can you stay? I don't know. Not necessarily stay, but just like, you know, where am I like learning like, about can you yourself? Be aware. Yeah. 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 I like that. Like, um, 
how can you find your tune of yeah. the day, right? Yeah. How can you, um, how can you be at one with your thoughts? You know, are you comfortable with those thoughts, yeah. or are those thoughts letting uh, you know, letting you drift in maybe a different direction than you're used to? I think, mm-hmm. I think I can relate that to the gym a lot of the times. You know, like I spend a lot of time there, and, and it's a it's a part time job as well. And so, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes your body is. And there's, of course, there's a lot of science behind it, but you know it's a very mentally taxing thing to do sometimes. And so, uh, sometimes you you know you need to get a workout in, but you don't really have that same fire that you might have. And then you wake up some days and you are like so primed and ready to go. And so, feeling your body through different movements and different things of like, how can I do this better? Or why is this not feeling the way it did a, you know a couple of weeks ago? Or mm-hmm trying something new that like you maybe find that you're just really not that good at um i think there's a lot of similar similar things because you're engaged by doing this the program or or whatever your your task to do with and I, th- I think golf also gives you opportunity to be to become a better person because it's big it's big shoes to fill but um if you think about how like in life you I don't know, like the best way to learn is by like I guess by failing, right? Mm-hmm. You don't no one really learn something from like the times where like everything absolutely went right. And um but in let's just say like a job or like a relationship or anything, there's like you when those things end or when you leave and go to a different job or when you have another like the next relationship or when a relationship ends, you think back to like, oh, that was there were certain things here that were that were were good and certain things like were bad and like certain things that I would look to do differently but that's like after like four years of you know being at a place or with a person so like you don't get the opportunity to do that very much whereas in golf if, if you want to it, it can be there literally like every every like two minutes immediately yeah, yeah. absolutely and yeah. so but that's like no other sport kind of gives you that same that same type of of mm-hmm. thing to it um yeah so i think and i also would say like it helps you learn I guess this is going to get philosophical, like learn about what it, like what it means to be human. Or I guess like I would even say like find more meaning in life. And the reason where this comes from is there was, have you heard of the show like the twilight zone? Heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's like, it's like a black and white show and like things happen. And like, there's this guy, um, I think his name was Rocky Valentine and he was like a mob boss. Okay. And so he, Rocky Valentine dies and he, you know, he goes, goes to the afterlife and, you know, there's a guy at the gates. He's like, welcome in. Like, we've been waiting for you. Great to see you. And he's like, okay. And, you know, a little surprising. Like, first thing he does is show him his house. It's like the biggest house he's ever seen. It's got everything he ever wants. And he's like, a little surprised. You know, he's like, this is a bad guy. He's like, why, you know, why am I getting all this stuff? Like, I, I probably shouldn't, you know, I don't know if this is the right, right place for me. Um, but, you know, he keeps going with it. He goes, um, he goes, they go to the casino later, and he actually wins every single bet. You know, like, it's super rich. Wow. Um, he's got, like, all these, like, beautiful women are trying to, you know, trying to be with him because he's, you know, winning so much money and all of these, you know, great things. And, you know, it goes on for, like, days and days, and he like, keeps winning. And finally to the, you know, the guy who who's showing him around, he's like, hey, like, I think, like, I think something's wrong. He's like, I, I don't think I belong here. And the guy, the guy turns in, like, he starts laughing and he's like, what, what do you mean? You don't belong here. He's like, I don't belong. Like I, I shouldn't be in heaven. And the guy is like, he's like, you're not in heaven. You're in hell. 
dun dun dun. <laughs> And that's how it ends. Okay, and so, so it's like by actually giving him all these good things, you feel like he doesn't yeah. deserve. Yeah. He's like being tortured that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty brutal. And so, well, I think with golf or really with anything else in life, we think if we could eliminate all like the mistakes or like all the challenge or like make a birdie on every hole, then like that would be like the best, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would we'd finally like have it, and it, you see it through people you know, changing coaches, like buying new equipment, like doing all these things. Like if only I could get to this point, then I would finally like be fulfilled in some way. But like, I think what golf gives you the chance is like, Oh, actually you'll, you'll actually never get to that point, but that's kind of the point. And that's like what makes it have a little bit of sizzle, you know, like, like life wouldn't be, if, if we got everything, if everything was so easy, like we wouldn't, um, we wouldn't like enjoy it or find any meaning in it. Mm hmm. Yeah, you'd be like, let, let's say you went out and birdied every hole. Like, you'd be like, well, this isn't right. Like, how did I do yeah. that? You know? Yeah. And just like the guy in the Twilight Zone, like, um, I don't I don't deserve to do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or like, this is, you know, this is too good. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, and then if you played and, the next day and you buried every hole again, and then you played the next day and you buried every hole again, then you buried every hole again for like, right. that's, you would stop playing. Like, how long would you, how exactly. long would you stop yeah. playing? Exactly. You would ask the same questions you're asking now of like, one, well, how do I get better? Or like, yeah. like, what do I do to get enjoyment out of this? Yeah. It's the same questions you're probably asking yourself now. How do I get better or how do I enjoy this more? Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're burning every hole or mm-hmm. you're yeah. scrambling around. Well, a couple episodes we were talking about something similar, like where we remember shots and moments more mm-hmm. than we remember scores. And the reason we remember those shots and those moments is because the bad moments and the bad shots that came before and after make those that much more visible in our minds and that much more important and valuable because it's the bad shots that make the good shots good Mm -hmm. if we hit all good shots then what's a good shot Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like that that was a great analogy there with with the show because like if you did hit every shot just how you wanted to then it's like well what's the point of all this (laughs) there's no trials and tribulations that get you to that point what made Spieth's win, I'm sure, to himself so much more valuable was that he hadn't won yeah. in a long time, and that like the climb and the and the journey to that point is what made it so special to him and to a lot of his fans too. And that was the same thing that I had with with Tiger a few years ago. That 10 year stretch of just nothingness, basically, yeah. and all that mm-hmm. all negative things made that climb to the mountaintop that much. Yeah. And to me, it makes like so much more interesting. Like, what if yeah. he just kept going? And it's like, all right, he Tiger just won his thirty second major. Yeah. It's like, like, what are you all right, doing? <laughs> like, we, we get it. Like, we get that you made it. Um, there's another. There's a philosopher named Alan Watts who has. A, he says, do this thought experiment where you, like, imagine you're having a, a dream or like an alternate reality where you can do, re- literally whatever you want. And like, it's like, what would you do? It's like, okay, we would go. You'd go to that course in Montana. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like, Moonlit Basin. Yeah, we'd go to Moonlit Basin. <laughs> we'd get, you know, we'd buy a Tesla. We'd get a house. We'd, like, marry, a, you know, this person. We would go on all these trips, uh, What you know, whatever. You, you think about it. And then his question is, like, how long, like, how many days of, or how many years, let's just say it's years of doing that. He's like, how many years or months or whatever of doing it till you press a button that's that just is, there's a button that says something happens. Mm-hmm. Like, how like you know what i mean um there's like golf with golf like let's just say with golf it's like imagine you could hit every shot exactly how you wanted to do it um how many shots or how many holes would it take before you press a button that says like 
top the ball <laughs> or, <laughs> shake. Or, or miss a putt. Yeah. Shake. Yeah. And like, right. Yeah. Uh, um, or pull it a slightly left. Like you would, you'd imagine you would have to act or like, now let's add lots of wind or whatever. Mm. These things that people now let's add a slow player in front of me. Like all of these things <laughs> that people complain about and think like make golf bad um, or like ruin their experience, like actually are what make golf like as awesome as it you know, possibly could be. I think you just described the plot to the show, the good place. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah it's it not exactly the same, but it's similar in that like they go to this, similar to the twilight zone reference you made they go to this place that's called the good place thinking that they made it to heaven but all these people were kind of like not so great people oh yes yes i've heard of this show and then the crazy and the yeah. guy showing them around uh they think is their friend and is and, and works in heaven but he ends up being uh working he comes from hell and he's like it's this whole facade that they're putting on for these people to make it seem like they're in heaven but in reality they're in hell anyway long story short at the i'm not going to give it all away but they're in a place at the end where it's like they're in heaven and, and life's great and everything they can have everything that they want but there's like a doorway that they can go take to nothingness basically once they're ready and like they all take different amount of times in this this good place and they realize, like, all right, well, I've lived plenty enough. I'm I'm ready to go. Like, same. If, like, if life went on forever, the special moments wouldn't be as special because, and golf. If golf was just always good, the good moments and the good shots wouldn't be as memorable because of that. Because there are those bad things thrown in there. Slow play, I'll, I'll take out because nobody likes slow play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it was gone, eventually it would be added. Like, yeah. if you had the choice, eventually you would add these things back. That would be a Oh, be yeah, interesting, like video or something to make. I think yeah. la last thing I I would add to this is, um, you guys know who Conor McGregor is right, the yeah. UFC fighter, one of the one of the best, and uh, you know he's he was one of those guys that had one of those undefeated records going on, you know, forever, and then you know he gets defeated, and it's like, oh my god, like what's going on? And, and really, some of his more recent fights, he like he's lost quite a few, mm -hmm. and uh, but in in his press conference after his last fight. Uh, he said, I don't, I don't do it for the records. I never have. It was great to have that run of being undefeated, but I do it for the highlights, you know, I do it yeah. for the highlight reels, yeah. you know? And it's like, hell yeah. What are you going to like, when you want to go get hyped to like, like go to the, go hit the bag or whatever, like I, I'm going to go type in on YouTube, Conor McGregor knockouts, you yeah. know, and just bam, bam, bam. And it's like, that's what you go. That's what you go watch. You don't go watch the full fight. You go watch the highlights, mm -hmm. you know? And same thing when. You know, when Spieth won this last weekend, I didn't go watch the full coverage afterwards. Um, that's a whole nother topic because I don't want to watch a bunch of commercials. But um, I want to go. I want to go see the, the the good stuff, the best stuff. Yeah. yeah, the 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 shots that made the round. You know. Yeah. Mm. Well, pretty cool. I think yeah, it's a lot for the constants of golf. I'm sure this will come back. Keep coming back later. We need to get. Peter Donahue on one of these. I'm sure he's got some. That'll some be sure he has some thoughts. Three or four hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you say you had a question for me? Oh yes. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Um, the listeners um, yeah. actually contacted me, mm -hmm. and they have a question for you, right. and they want to know how the baby's doing. Wow. Wow. Good question. So, so a little deeper. You know, our job can be physically taxing sometimes. You know, some weird hours, um, and but also like taking care of a baby can be physically and emotionally taxing so how are you handling that wow great question thank you for asking give me time to to speak mm -hmm. about my personal life that's what i love love to do <laughs> um 
baby, Eleanor, is doing great. She is starting to sleep maybe four or five hours straight a night. Huge. Which is pretty good. Amazing. Um, it, yeah, like, you know, baby just, like, can't do anything on its own. So, like, constantly be helping. Luckily, I'm married to Jenny Hayes, and we have two people who can help. Um, but you mentioned, like, the job. Um, that it's, like, it is a different rhythm to life because, like, I wake up because the baby starts crying and then I'm like on baby duty for like two and a half or three hours until I go to work and I like Jenny takes over and then I come home and I'm like on baby duty until I go to bed. So that's, you know, I have time for Mighty Ducks game changers in there. Um, sometimes when baby's <laughs> sleeping, but it's like very different than, um, than before, but I would say it's different. Not, not worse. Pro I would say probably better. Because, like, is, you know, I, no offense to how you guys spend your time. Cause this was me, you know, last last year, you know, two months ago. It's like, you go home from work, make something to drink, watch Netflix, go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of relaxing, but it's like, you know, maybe, maybe you guys do more, like, interesting things. But just after being in a pandemic and literally, like, we're d there's nothing... There's literally like nothing else like I'd rather be doing instead, which so I think it helps that like it came like right after COVID, whereas before it's like oh if only I just I just need a break, but it's like I felt like we had a a year break, so yeah. you know I'm like mm -hmm. mentally and ready to to have have you know have that button of like something happens something yeah, happened like, something ha something pretty big <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um and also another way I think about it is um. Cause sometimes like the, the hardest part is like sometimes a baby will just cry. Like everyone hears like, Oh, babies, they cry a lot. And it's like, and you kind of think about, okay, the baby, like it's going to cry and then it'll stop crying. You put it down, but like down to sleep. Um, sometimes it's like the baby just like won't stop crying. Like to the extent, like think about how long it would be to like, longer than you think like a baby could keep crying for and then just add like 30 <laughs> minutes to that and it's like oh like you're still like you're still like crying like and there's like nothing you can i mean there's some things you can do but yeah uh we're getting better at at calming her because babies are small they have like simple nervous systems they get yeah. stimulated easily um you can't ask them what's going on either you can't ask them you can't <laughs> ask them what's going on um yeah but um about another podcast I like is Pete Holmes podcast and he they have a young kid and he says he thinks about like when you're like imagine a lot of good philosophers like imagine different scenarios in life imagine like 40 years in the future when I'm like old in the nursing home and like kid doesn't want to see me anymore like you would trade that for the spot like every single time yeah. mm -hmm. and so um that's helpful even when it's hard um it's good perspective Thank you. Yeah. You have a good perspective. Helps helps a lot. Um, wait, there's something I feel like. Oh yeah, we went. We played uh, four holes at Canal Shores with the baby. Nice. Saturday. Very cool. Holes nice. one and baby two. Taking a stroll around yep. Canal. Just took the stroller. You know, That's one and two. Is. It's very like after you know like the five or six o'clock. No one's there, so it's mm. nice. You can you know yeah. for one of the loops around one like we just like left the stroller and Jenny just like carried the baby. Um, mm -hmm. Other times like in the stroller. Did she take any cuts or anything, Eleanor? Did she hit any <laughs> shots? Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kept like handing her the club, but like, no, she hold wouldn't. it. Like, hit it, swing. 
Yeah, I tried. I was like trying to teach her to rotate in the backswing, and it just was not <laughs> connecting. All um, arms. Maybe yeah. first you can have her just like pick up some grass and sprinkle it like that moonlit basin yeah. video, and uh, you know baby she can start to caddy grass. for you first, yeah. and then start swinging. You know, it's baby steps, as some might say. Yeah, that'd be good. It's, once she starts speaking, we can recreate that Spieth and Greller like video. Like, does this bring Bogey into play? And she's like, no, no. <laughs> first word. Could no. be. Could be. Um, did that wait? Did that answer your questions? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure the How's listeners will be happy to. Uh, Jenny happy doing? To know. How's Jenny doing? She's doing better. Well, it, it like comes like it just like is so dependent on like if the baby takes naps during the day. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't take nap, she doesn't take naps during the day. Jenny's just like really tired. But like yesterday, she was doing good. She like, took three two-hour naps. So nice. That was better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good. So. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks for thanks for checking I, in. I think I might actually change my fascination thing of the week of like that. Like that's that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, babies are fascinating. Yeah. It is interesting how you like you said it. You go from like your normal life that you've known for your whole life uh-huh. to boom, one day it's just like, all right, well, new schedule, mm-hmm. new life. And it's a good thing. It's not I'm not saying this is a negative, but like your life just immediately changes. What yeah. you do with your free time changes and you have a baby from it. And that's a great thing. And like people are really nice. Like I've got so many, you guys have probably seen like so many gifts from my students. So yeah, I'm not sure they listen to this podcast, but if you are listening, thank you students. Like last, so last night, Sam Epstein brought over the gift from their family. I haven't seen him in a oh, while. Wow. And in it was a, a onesie that says Masters Tournament. Oh, nice. So nice. I think yeah, so we have that on, you know, Thursday. So it's just like fun that like people who you wouldn't like, you know, people you like who are like your clients like still like want to mm-hmm. be nice to you. So yeah. that's fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, it happens at Christmas a little bit, but it's like way yeah. more than it's like way more than that right now. Yeah. It's well, people it's like deal. buying baby stuff. So. Well, Christmas mm-hmm. comes every year. Babies don't typically come every year that's true that's true yeah um well all right guys should we wrap up there yeah sounds good to me all right thanks we'll talk to you all next week i hit it again because that shot was a defining moment and when a defining moment comes along you define the moment or the moment defines you here it comes (laughs) 